The views held on the expression are strictly those of the podcasters and the guests. Kindly be reminded that you are responsible for the choices that you make. Welcome to the expression. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, The Expression. My name is Ayuma and this is episode 9. Oh my god, episode 9. <laughs> it's almost unbelievable. Uh, so thank you so much for always listening and coming through and sharing and giving me your feedback. Thank you so, so much. In fact, we're about to come to the end of season 1 because I would like season 1 to have 10 episodes and then take a short break and then resume with season 2. And uh, I mean, so far I've told stories of people that I know. So I'm thinking for season two, I could do something with people that I actually don't know. You who listens and probably we've never met. I would like to have you on. So drop me an email on um, theexpressionpodcast.gmail.com or just uh, put your comments <laughs> down below. <laughs> and uh, let me know if you want to be part of the expression if you want your story told and of course if you'd like to remain anonymous that's okay you know most of our guests have chosen to remain anonymous and that's okay and uh yes but uh for episode nine i would like to talk to you about you know today we don't have any guests <laughs> it's just me i would like to talk to you about something that was that is important to me something that i think you learn from something that some of you will relate yeah and it's my 2018 i don't know what kind of year 2018 was for you and i know it's almost a cliche because every year people are saying hey mwaka ilikuwa ngumu you mwaka ilikuwa ngumu and then at some point you stop saying that because you realize all you do is complain and maybe you should just focus on the good side so even as i was choosing to talk about this i thought to myself oh will i be sounding ungrateful or what but then again, 2018 wasn't just a bad year or anything like that. It was, in hindsight, a year where I learned just how much I can do at the same time. A year that opened up my mind. So much happened in 2018 for me. And I think, looking back, it, mu- it must be, it probably was the most important year in my life. I don't know. Anyway. So as 2018 was beginning, I uh, I remember I posted something and I said, I hope this is going to be an unconventional year. I wish you, and because I was posting it on social media and I said, I wish everybody an unconventional year. Okay. And then, um, <laughs> if you've been to law school, then this also applies to you. Because right at the end of 2017, there was something called pre-bar. An exam that you do before you join the Kenya School of Law, and essentially they're testing you in your knowledge of your undergraduate undergrad uh, courses. You know, my thing was if I've done my undergrad and I have my degree, what more do I need to prove to you? You know, are you trying to meet more money or what is the essence of this paper? Luckily for us, one of our classmates went to court and we got orders and we did not do the pre bar exam. So that was a relief. <laughs> a huge goddamn relief and then so we began 2018 and 2018 the whole year i just knew was going to be a hard year i mean based of what people on what people were saying about the kenya school of law if you do law then you get this 
if you have siblings who do law you get this if you are dating someone who who, who has who does law then you get this if you have any lawyer friends you kind of get this <laughs> but generally maybe you just know someone who's done law and who's been through the kenya school of law and maybe from what they explain it you kind of are afraid to even go there so that was where my mind my mind was but being a positive person i said to myself i am the one who gets to choose what kind of year i want to be i'm the one who gets to who makes my own perception of what, of what the Kenya school of law would be because your know, attitude is everything. If you go to school and you're afraid, oh, CGKSL is like this, KSL is like that, you know, you're, it's going to be so hard to change your attitude. So I decided to go in with an open mind and form my opinion as I went. So if you've been to KSL, you know it's nine units that you do for a period of, of one year. So then you're maybe in the morning classes or in the afternoon classes. And uh, 20, in 2018, I was working. I was a legal intern somewhere in a law firm in Nairobi. And uh, so at first, I wanted to stop working and just concentrate on um, on school. You know, having heard that it required you everything and you shouldn't mix it with everything. You know, everybody keeps telling me, don't work, don't work, don't do this, don't do this. The thing is, people are different. You can't force down your way of life upon other people. You let them do what they do and learn as they go. So everyone would say, hey, when you're into KSL, you should just focus on KSL. Don't do anything else. Don't do this. Don't do that. And so it got to me and I wanted to quit. So but I talked to my boss at the time and I said, I want to leave. I want to focus on KSL. And he said, I don't understand why you'd, you'd leave an actual experience of what KSL is and then go do theory. You know, if it's conveyancing, you do it here first hand. If it's civil litigation, you do it here first hand. If it's all of these other courses, you will actually get to experience them here first hand. So what that in comparison to just going to class and listening to theory without having a background, without having an actual sense of what happens on the ground, is a little weird to me. So I said, okay, Sawa, let me try this for at least the first time. And then I see how it goes. I see how I can balance. And then I know what to do. At the time, I was living in Karen. That's where KSL is. I was living in a hostel in Karen because let's get it right. The rent out there is exorbitant. <laughs> and the other option is to probably live, live in Rungai or whatever other places people used to live. So I chose to stay in a hostel. So it would mean every morning I'm on Langata Road coming to town for work. And then at like 12 or 1, I'm coming back to KSL for classes. And it was one of the hardest times of my life because on Langata Road there's so much traffic, and so you have to be up. You have to be in the Manhattan by six fifteen because then you cannot get to work at eight. You are supposed to get to work at seven because let's get it right. This is not a public office. That's what my boss used to say at the time. He used to say, "Kwani unafika pasa mbili unafikiria ni private ni public office." Okay. So for me to get to town by seven, I had to be in the market by six fifteen. Then that means I have woken up at at what five five thirty. Then in the hostel, breakfast is only made after after six. So most of those days, I would leave without breakfast. Imagine that a cranky morning every day, you know. So I have to get to town and then buy something to eat, and then now go to work. And then at lunchtime, you know, that was a cycle. 
and actually it really helped working and at the same time going to school really helped because then i realized i was not like everybody else my days were shorter <laughs> so to speak so i couldn't indulge in other things like if somebody sleeps for eight hours i couldn't if somebody um does this or that with their extra time quote unquote i couldn't because i didn't have that extra time because then when people have meetings in the morning to discuss stuff in school near at work so then i can only do some of the things over the weekend or stay up for discussions after eight o'clock in the night you know because then i didn't have this extra quote unquote time that everybody seemed to have so then i just learned how to manage my time you know and um it built my capacity i would say it really did and so that's as far as work and school go i mean of course there is what's game <laughs> there is what's game and now i am awaiting my admission to the bar thank you very much <laughs> it's actually a very warm fuzzy feeling you know having gone through some of the grueling moments you know about school and all of that and then ending up with actually the goal that i wanted to achieve you know it's actually very heartwarming so friendships because last year was a, a little bit like i just wanted to focus on school and you know friendships have to be nurtured they have to be watered they have to be grown if you want your friendship to work or if anything is important to you then you make time for it and make it work but in a place like ksl you almost never have time to do anything you know much less meet your friends for coffee or anything or even have them in your house entertain them and all of that because you just feel as though they're wasting your goddamn time <laughs> you feel like you have no time to even waste it on anybody else even phone calls even texts even what have you so for me some of my friendships i was like i'm okay with this friendship not working out after this year i mean i have made peace with it because maybe it cannot stand the test of time you know the one year period where i don't get to see this person i don't get to hang out with them i don't get to ask them how they are because i don't even have the capacity to ask myself how i'm doing you know so i said some of these friendships maybe they're not that important you know and if if they go then they go if they turn stand this, the test of time then that's okay that was for my friends who are not at the kenya school of law and in the beginning of the year even i was telling them this year please don't look for me and if you look for me and i seem a little aloof don't take it personally it's just a period in my life so i don't know maybe some of them are suited maybe some of them didn't i don't know but at this point i was just like i'm putting my goddamn self first uh-huh <laughs> anyway but it was also the year where i had one of the biggest fights with one of my closest friends i mean i don't want to call her my best friend because i realized the word best friend puts so much pressure on somebody you know if, if i say so and so is my best friend maybe you can share what you think about this if i say so and so is my best friend it means i'm getting everything i need from this person emotional support you know all that kind of good stuff from this person and sometimes one person doesn't have all of that stuff sometimes one person is your quote-unquote best friend because of a particular thing then your other person this other person is also your best friend i would say not best friend closest friend because of a particular thing 
so that person is your closest friend because of a particular thing. So to just put all of this on one person and say this is my best friend, I think is very unfair. <laughs> I actually don't like that word. I feel as though if you, if you call me my best friend, you, you're saying I'm stuck in this thing with you. I have found that all things cannot be found in one person. If, for instance, I've known this person for 10 years, there's something we connect on a different level. I've known this other person for six years. There's something we connect this person on a much deeper level. And probably I would not share certain things with them, even though we are very close, and I would share them with somebody else because they get it more. So then you see, I cannot have one best friend. I can have maybe two closest friends, you know? I don't know if you get what I mean. So, but last year was one of those times I had this big fight, not big fight, it was not really a fight. It was a misunderstanding. And my friend and I just grew apart. And I just felt as though she was not... I don't know what the word is. I felt as though she was not being a good friend to me. But then this is the thing with, with the word best friend. You expect people to be a certain way. Which is why I'm saying the word best friend is not a very good thing. Because people are people, you know. And so we grew apart. And just one day I flipped, I told her, we're not doing this anymore. We're not being friends anymore. This is just, ah, I was done. And if you know me, you know I have this thing. I get aloof sometimes. Like if I don't understand a situation, I just, I move back and try to understand it from, a, from an outsider's point of view. I try to just remove myself from the situation and you might you might think I'm actually avoiding you, which sometimes I might be, but the truth is usually I just want to clear away from the noise. And sometimes I don't even know how to tell you, okay, stop, and stop being like this and like that. I'll just I'll just fizzle out, which is not a very good thing because as an adult you should be able to speak about your feelings. That's how I was last year. I'm actually trying to work more on it. So then, after months of not speaking to her, or not seeing her, or it being weird with our mutual friends, she sent me a long email and said she didn't even understand why we were not speaking anymore, why we were not friends anymore, and a bunch of other stuff. And so I replied the email. And they can't go into the integrities. It was just a really hard time. And I would say this is the very first time I had an adult conversation about friendships. And this is what I can tell you from what I actually learned from that quote-unquote argument. The connection that you have with the people in your circles cannot be the same. Say I have three friends. So it's me, A, then B, then C. So if I'm friends with a, with B and C, and we're kind of, all of us are kind of friends, the connection that I have with B cannot be the same as the connection that I have with C. And B should not hinder me from being, from having a connection with C just because she feels entitled to make the connection that I have with, with her. And B cannot now tell me to stop being friends with C Because our friends fast or whatever. I don't even know if I'm explaining it. Like you cannot have, you cannot control the connections that people make with other people just because you feel like you were there fast. That stood out for me last year. 
and it was a great lesson that I learned. I don't even know how if I have explained it well. You know, people are people, and people crave um, connections with other people. I don't know if this would work in a in a relationship kind of thing. Say I'm friends. Say I'm dating a guy, and then that guy has other friends, and then me I come in, and then we create friendships with all his guy friends or his girlfriends or whatever people in his circles. And then he feels some type of way, and then he says he doesn't want me to be friends with them. I don't know if the same dynamics would be held in a relationship relationship, but I think it's also unfair to restrict somebody from being friends with other people because you feel like I don't know what it usually is. I think it's some kind of insecurity. And so I have learned, I have realized that things don't always have to ha happen in a certain way. Friendship ha friendships happen when they happen. And we don't force this stuff. And some friendships are seasonal. Others are long term. But you can't force it. You just let the actions speak for themselves, you know. And in the meantime, you try to be the best person that you can be. You try to be the best friend that you can be. If something bothers you, then you speak it out. If the other person hurt you, you let them know they hurt you. Instead of just going under, you know, like a no street. Then uh, let's move to the love life. Ooh, Jesus, Father Lord. <laughs> ah, last year was just messed up. Last year. Oh my God, what is love life? Hmm? What is love life? So I've talked, I've talked about this a, a few times in the other episodes. And uh, <laughs> I'm usually just like, what is happening? Who even knows what love is anymore? Like, what the... Okay, I can't cast. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is, last year I went out on a limb. And I said, let me try the most unconventional way of meeting people. So I said, let's try this online thing, not Tinder or anything, just one of the social media outlets. And I put myself out there. And it backfired on me big time. And I would say looking back, I was probably depressed in a year where I was not supposed to be depressed. Like KSL was already taking up my time. So imagine something else occupying your thoughts and your mind and making you imbalanced, you know. And hence, my advice from my auntie, if you listen to some of the episodes we were talking about, my auntie Susie, she told me, slow down. These things cannot be controlled. Focus on what's important now, which was the Kenya School of Law at the time. So you guys, maybe you can share with me what your love life is like or the like the roller coasters and the ups and downs. But for me as it is, I'm thinking this shit is crazy. Like and then the other day my friend Michelle posted something. She was like, Ati, are you ready for marriage at thirty? No. Mine looks more like forty five ish. <laughs> That's so me. I'm just like, okay. In fact, at this point, I don't even care about love. I'm just like, what are my goals? You know, probably somewhere out there, my mom is probably listening and she's thinking, this girl. Or maybe my dad is listening and he's thinking, 
girl is thinking one day she will not need companionship. Don't get me don't get me wrong. Companionship is key, you know. But I don't think I have met someone who <sighs> I have not met someone who I think would do the long haul with me. I think people are shallow. I think people do not even want to be in relationships anymore. I think people just want to smash and, and go. I think people don't even care about their personal growth. So I can't be the one who's babying you in a relationship, you know. Which is... And I don't know, maybe it's because I probably do not have enough patience. Okay, I'm working on it. But I mean patience from another person who is not willing, who is not giving me an indication that they're actually working on themselves and they're actually building their personal growth over and above all this financial stuff and all of that and all of that craziness. Just somebody who's working on their goddamn self, I think that is something that lacks from our generation and it's actually very sad. People are just shallow. Like, <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Or am I being too... No, no. I'm not being too anything. I am just being truthful to what my experiences have been. Like, people are just... I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. No, 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 I don't know. People in our generation, and there's this thing. Somebody is is a chauvinist. But they are also modern. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, if you go on a date with somebody, they expect you, they're asking you about your law career and all of the things that you're doing for yourself to build your career up or whatever it is you're doing for a living. But at the same time, this person expects you to be the African woman, to be the woman that cooks and cleans just because you're a woman. And it's not it's not guys who were born in the seventies or eighties or whatever. It's people who were born in the nineties. People of an age, people whose mothers, some of them though, are not even the quote unquote and conven conventional African women who stay at home and do all of that stuff. But they expect you to do that stuff, and I'm just like, dude, what is happening? This is the twenty first century. I can't, I can't. And the person who's speaking to you is expecting you to be this kind of person. <laughs> is actually a millennial. I have no words. Me, that just shook me. I could not believe my... And it's not one person. It's almost every guy in, in my circle. Okay, it's almost every guy that I know. No offense to you guys. So then if I get to stay until I'm 45 before I get this person, if I, or if I never get this person, I am beginning to make peace with this. Nobody should have to go through that kind of emotional abuse. And if somebody is not good enough because they can't cook, what? Somebody is not good enough because they're not wife material, what? No. No. No, 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 no. Okay, I think I agree by that point. Anyway, so then I would say generally about love, I think there's a time for everything. 
you can't and and having gone to have having had some of these experiences i would see why people are settling because then if you meet this guy and he's this way and you meet the following the, the next guy and he's that way you meet, meet another one and he's that way you do not have a chance to be with someone who's actually a good man you know whoever it is you're dating good woman good anybody who are you dating and you don't get a chance to be with someone who's actually an epitome of goodness it's so easy for you to settle because all you know all you have learned all you see is people who are not i don't even know what the right word is people who are not good but that's all you have seen that's all you see with your friends people settling with people that people settling when they deserve so much more and so you become you settle because you haven't seen better you don't think there's better you're just like okay no i think that's a mediocre way of living i think we should demand more of guys and women are like everybody we should just demand more of everybody in terms of integrity in terms of goodness kindness all of that good stuff people need to be working on themselves you can't be working on yourself and then you meet somebody and you meet somebody who's not working on themselves you will be draining yourself and i think you deserve more and maybe they're out there people who are just good and maybe who are not good but they're actually working on themselves so you shouldn't settle and it's not a must Sila zima it's not a must and society has taught us to value marriage in a different way where you're looking you're 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 looking forward to marriage or looking forward to a certain kind of like if you're not in a relationship or if you're not in a marriage then you have not attained your goals oh okay you're a lawyer okay but are you married oh okay you're a, you're a this or that but are you oh okay but say you're in a stable relationship oh it's as if that's the ultimate goal it shouldn't have to be it shouldn't be the ultimate goal that's just my take on it maybe you can tell me what you think about it you know this is an open space you know the expression of your judgment or whatever you can tell me from your perspective you know so something else that happened to me last year my grandma died last year my maternal grandma died last year and it was her burial was like a few days before my oral examinations an oral examination for you guys who would not pass through ksl is an examination where you appear before a panel and they ask you a bunch of questions from whatever area but based on the course that you're studying at the kenya school of law and they ask you questions and you're supposed to answer and it will be marked out of 20. so she died maybe two weeks before my my uh, my oral examinations and then i went for her burial on like a friday and i had my oral examination was to appear before the panel on tuesday so i, I remember being very shocked about it because and this is the thing i don't think i process loss immediately it occurs and actually for season two we'll have a few people talk to us about surviving loss over loved one i think it's different for everybody for me i don't process it immediately i think i'm actually now beginning to process it you know maybe a year later just slowly and slowly one day just hits me the next i'm fine 
so my pain was not coming from the loss of my grandma my pain was coming from my mother's pain you know she's the last one in their family and it just hit different my uncle my aunties like what was what was crushing me was not that i had lost my grandma it was that they had lost their mother and they were hurting you know and it's not like she's young my mom is the last one you know and 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 even for them i could see it was still very painful you know what i've been some of my greatest fears in this world one of them is just seeing my parents grow old like i'm just like what you know and i'm just always afraid of seeing them grow old yeah and the loves remains the same they're still your parents so even when my grandma died i was thinking so wow she just lost her mom her mom was old like super old like she was what 118 so the pain was still there it was still the same so when i went for the funeral i was i don't think i i was crying for me i was crying for mom because she was so sad she was sad <laughs> so that was so messed me up because okay actually i have now the, the time that i needed because you know when you're revising you're thinking okay i'll push this next week push this next week and then i'll revise this topic this topic to at the end so i didn't get that luxury because then i had gone for the funeral in Mushago. so um, so when i came back on sunday then i had to push and push and push faster faster because then tuesday i was in the panel and needless to say i did not do very well in the oral examinations i had a 10 over 20 my god but yeah it was just a pivotal time in my life my grandma and i were not very close but still it hit you know and, and just seeing all those people who are proud of the life the life she had lived it was it was nice you know and then hanging out with the cousins and all that it was a nice thing okay that was a little sad but okay let's move on <laughs> so yeah i think that is my recap of 2018 i've probably forgotten some things but they keep coming to me in phases but this is the thing that I can say I took away from the year 2018. That the human mind, the human body is capable of so, so much. You will never know how much it's capable of if you do not try. The other day I was speaking to my friend and she was telling me she's having a hard time right now because she thinks she beat more than she chew. I don't know what she meant by that. I think she meant maybe she she's in school and she's also working and she's doing this and that and this and that so it seems like too much and sometimes i usually don't know what to reply to that all i have to say is all what i told her was it was pray for broader shoulders that you're able to accommodate all of this pray for the better management of your time because then you cannot say at your case i'll drop this is the reason why you want to do them at the same time you know maybe that opportunity that opportunity will never come back again and it's okay to fail it really is but what to do for that is what matters will you now you know 
tuachemea like a, like watchemeas like kukunyesha ama will you take that opportunity because when you're on the ground it's actually the best thing to the best place to be there's only one way to go which is up you know that is why i would say failure is not necessarily a bad thing you know there's something to always learn from all of these experiences you you choose your own luck you create your own luck you fight for what you believe in you create your own confidence no matter how young you are you have something to offer your voice needs to be heard do not let anyone use you speak for yourself do not let anyone tell you you're not good enough because you're too young do not let anyone mess you up and just have a stand learn to have a stand because if you don't you will fall for anything that is something you also learn from K Michelle's song and 2019 has also been a great year of course i'm better than i was last year it's not a perfect year but i'm for sure for sure for sure better than i was last year better than i was in 2017 and all of that so all i keep thinking is that i'm growing you know with everything that i'm facing i'm growing i'm becoming wiser i'm becoming my thinking capacity is growing you know things that i'm doing are growing this podcast is actually a great achievement for me i am doing well with it and you can't too your things just learn to count your blessings and that's just how it is you know an attitude of gratitude because then you focus on the things that you have you realize you're beginning to get more instead of saying oh i don't have this so i don't have this so i don't have this that's all you've been thinking about Thank you.